0: What if there was an easy way to have a hard conversation? You know those conversations that feel uncomfortable and make it really hard for you to just say what needs to be said. Well, coming up on this episode, I am going to give you seven simple steps for having the conversation that feels difficult to have. I'm Valerie Burton, and this is the Coaching and Positive Psychology Podcast, where you get real answers about how to build a life you love and how to help others do the same. In all my years of coaching, one of the most common conversations I have with coaching clients has been the conversation about how to have a conversation. We can really get stuck. Whether it's a boundary that needs to be set or something that needs to be said to a coworker or a hard conversation with the boss, even with our family members. And for many people, when it gets uncomfortable, they just stop, right? Fear becomes a stop sign. And we know that's not just true in conversations. That's true in every area of life. Typically, when we get stuck, it is fear that tends to get us stuck whether it is fear of disapproval and fear of rejection, which often in conversation, that is the top fear. But sometimes it's, it's other things. Sometimes we've been raised that you should always only be polite, and it's not polite to say things that are uncomfortable. And so when we get outside of that comfort zone, we run back. We run back to that safe place, a place that feels comfortable. And what ends up happening Well, we end up putting up with things we don't want to put up with. We might find ourselves being resentful because others are doing things that we have not made clear are not okay, right? We haven't set that boundary. Or you might find yourself living a life you don't really want to live, Uh, not negotiating for things that you should negotiate for, accepting compensation that is less than what feels acceptable to you. And your relationships end up not being authentic because you haven't had the hard conversations. But there is a way to have those hard conversations. Now, this is going to stretch you a bit because hard conversations do that. But what I want you to just open your mind to is that there is a way to have difficult conversations. When I wrote uh, Successful Women Speak Differently, The last thing I share in the book, it's actually separate from the rest of the book, is something I call a seven-point memo for a critical conversation. It's basically a simple guide that helps you step-by-step to have that hard conversation, whatever that looks like. And what I can say is that the most important step in all of this, it's kind of an approach to being able to have a hard conversation is to remember this. Just because you feel discomfort does not mean you should disengage. I'm gonna say that again. Just because you feel discomfort doesn't mean you should disengage. In other words, disengage from the conversation. You wanna allow yourself permission to be uncomfortable and to stay in that place. And the reason is that when you step out of your comfort zone, That's how you grow. This is what stretches you. It stretches you to do things that are purposeful and meaningful. It moves you forward, even though you don't like it. You don't like how it feels and it makes you uncomfortable. But if you are willing to step out of your comfort zone and stay there, what eventually happens is your comfort zone expands. And so the things that used to feel unbearably uncomfortable, suddenly are bearable. And one of the reasons that they're bearable is because you see the result on the other side of getting uncomfortable. You realize that when you can get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you can have more of the life that you want. But the price you have to pay is a little discomfort. And that's okay. That's just a mindset shift. When we step out of our comfort zones, you should expect to be uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't know why oftentimes we expect to still feel comfortable when we do that. So here's how you do it. Number one, start with the end in mind. So when you have a conversation, you know, is going to be uncomfortable. You want to plan that conversation. You don't just jump into it, not thinking ahead about what you want, et cetera. So You want to know your goal before you start. And you coach yourself with this question. What is it that I want to know by the end of this conversation that I don't know now? Right? What do I want to know by the end of this conversation? And then you can steer your conversation toward the goal. And you'll also know when the conversation is complete. So you may want to know if you can negotiate a better deal. You may want to know if the other person will change their behavior or, um, or that they understand what uh, the boundary is that you're wanting to set. So what do you want to know by the end of the conversation that you don't know now? This is also important because conversations can get off track. And if they get off track and you aren't clear at the beginning, what the end is that you're aiming for, you can end up walking out of the conversation almost disoriented and realizing that it didn't accomplish what you set out to accomplish. And now things actually might be in a worse position than they were because you kind of opened up that conversation. You opened up the emotion, but you didn't start with the end in mind. So plan your conversation, know the goal before you start. Number two, breathe before you speak. Just breathe. Breathing does three important things for your ability to speak effectively. Number one, it relaxes you. Literally, we know that there's a physiological response to breathing. Because it relaxes you, your voice sounds more confident. You have a a heart rate that lowers, you're more calm. So it relaxes you, number one. Number two, It helps you become more present right here in this moment. And it strengthens your voice, right? The sound and the quality of your voice so that you actually sound more serious, more confident, less nervous. All right. So breathe before you speak. Number three, this is so simple, but so important. Just say it. Whatever it is, just say it. Just open your mouth and allow those words to come out. And if you've planned your conversation, you might even have written out what it is that you need to say. And that can be helpful, especially when it feels extra hard, and you feel like your thoughts are all over the place. If you write it out ahead of time, you can say it exactly the way you need to say it. Fear, as I said, is what keeps you from speaking up. And so when it's time to say what needs to be said, You simply need to focus on getting the words out. Just open your mouth and say it. Be kind, but be direct. Success requires courage and courage empowers you to say what needs to be said. So just say it. Don't make a big deal of it. Just say the words. Number four, give respect, but also expect respect. One of the most powerful ways you can use your voice and strengthen your relationships is to set clear boundaries. And that's just an expectation of what's acceptable and what isn't, what's okay and what's not okay. And so you want to honor other people's boundaries and speak respectfully to them and of them, right? But when you are disrespected, make the boundary clear. And so that means if you need to remove yourself from the conversation until respect can be given again. You don't have to stay in a conversation where you are being yelled at, where things are being said that are simply not respectful or not being said in a respectful way. So if the conversation goes south and that person can't kind of regain their sense of respect in the conversation, you can simply say, let's revisit this again when you calm down or when the tone of this conversation can change. Sometimes that means you're just stopping for a minute or two so that composure can be regained. Sometimes that means that you are kind of shelving that conversation for another day, but you still want to set when that is because the conversation still needs to be had. All right, number five, ask the powerful question and then be quiet. Listen, clarity matters. And if you can clarify what you're wanting by asking questions, it can be really powerful. You negotiate by asking questions, right? What could we do? How close could we come to this number, right? You find solutions by asking questions. What are our options? What would work for you? You notice these are open-ended questions. How could we do this in a way that works for both of us. So you find solutions by asking questions. But once you ask the question, whatever the question is, listen to the answers and really hear what's being said. What you want to be listening for is what the other person needs or what their challenge is in this situation or what's causing them to do whatever it is that they've been doing. Because when you hear them, when you really hear them, That is when communication opens up. That is when trust is built. That is where you find common ground to be able to move forward in a way that works. Six, don't be afraid of silence. Silence is that space where information and emotions are processed. And a lot of times we fill it up with nervous energy by talking and talking and talking, even sometimes aimlessly to cover it up. Because oftentimes we feel afraid of silence. Don't be afraid of the silence. It takes courage to allow there to be just white space, just silence. While perhaps the other person is thinking, sometimes if they're manipulative, they might actually be silent because that's a way to intimidate you or to get you talking or to get you changing direction in the conversation. Be confident that out of silence, a breakthrough can emerge. And so it might feel nerve-wracking. That's when you go back to your breathing. Give the person space to process. Give yourself space to process. And then the words will come. Number seven, show up fully. Your presence is powerful. And so when you're going to have a an uncomfortable conversation, you want to tune out the distractions. You want to give your whole attention to the conversation, your whole heart to the conversation. This actually transforms conversations and it transforms relationships. We live in a world where there's just so much to be distracted by. And when a conversation is important, we demonstrate that by putting the phone in in another place, by giving the person our full attention, by listening fully. What this does is it transforms how others see you. When people really feel heard, powerful things can happen. And when you're there fully, what you're hearing with is not just your ears, but your heart, your spirit, your mind. You are hearing with everything when you show up fully and you're, and you're there, you're in that conversation because what you want is change. What you want is the end that you started with. You want results. And in order to get those, you've got to be fully present. So that's it. I'm going to go over all seven. Once again, one, start with the end in mind. Two, breathe. (laughs) Breathe before you speak. Three, just say it. Just form those words. If you need to practice them ahead of time, if you need to record yourself saying it, do that. And then when it's time to have the conversation, say the words that need to be said. Four, give respect. And expect respect. Be willing to walk away from a conversation that gets disrespectful and revisit it later. Five, ask the powerful question and then be quiet. Listen, right? Ask ask those questions that get you the information you want. And then listen intently on the answers because you're listening for the essence of what they're saying. Six, don't be afraid of silence. Silence is where information and emotions are processed. And seven, show up fully, put your whole heart into the conversation, be honest, be present, tune out those distractions. And then lastly, where I started very simply is that we must, when we show up to have the hard conversation, we must absolutely be willing to be uncomfortable. It really is okay. Just because you feel discomfort doesn't mean that you should disengage from the conversation. Recognizing this whole process of having the hard conversation is about stretching beyond your comfort zone so that you can expand your comfort zone. So what's that hard conversation it's time for you to have? Maybe it's time to have it today. Maybe it's this week. Maybe there's a a date coming up on your calendar where it's going to be perfect timing to have that conversation. Have it and use this seven-point memo as your guide. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Coaching and Positive Psychology Podcast. I'll talk to you next time. Take the first step to becoming a coach or start using coaching in your current career by enhancing your leadership and development skills at an upcoming coach training intensive. Our three-day positive psychology-based coaching course that lays the groundwork for your coaching certification. And if you enjoyed this podcast today, I'd love to hear from you. Just leave a review on Apple podcasts. I read every single one. Thanks so much for joining me. And I can't wait to talk to you on the next coaching and positive psychology podcast.